What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matthew, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I'm joined by North Dakota hockey player, Ethan Frisch. In today's episode, we discuss many things, including Ethan's college hockey experience with North Dakota. We also talk about his USHL experience, and we talk about his journey to college hockey. However, before we get to today's interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow us on social media, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter, at College Hockey Talk, for updates on this podcast, as well as other fun things going on in college hockey. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch this entire interview, as well as older interviews that we've done in the past. And also, follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps the podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I would truly appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot to myself. Now, without further ado, here's today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, junior from the North Dakota hockey team, Ethan Fresh, joins the show. Welcome to the podcast, Ethan, and thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you so much uh, for coming on today, Ethan. Now, obviously, at the time of this recording, your team's coming off a tough sweep against Western Michigan. I guess, is this, are these two games your team's just going to try to forget about and move on from, or are you going to try to use these two games, I guess, as motivation uh, for the second half of the season? Uh, yeah, um, you know, I don't think we want to forget about these games. Um, you know, anyone that watches the games, there's a lot of positives. Um, and the way we played, really, it came down to us not scoring and them having a really hot goaltender at the time. Um, we were actually really happy with the way we played Friday and Saturday. We thought we were pretty dominant five-on-five. Uh, specialty teams kind of got to us and then like I said uh, Bussy was playing really well in net and uh, we couldn't put the puck in the net and you know hockey's a funny game sometimes where you know you feel like you're playing really well and uh, the bouncers aren't coming your way uh, for us we just got to keep at it yeah is that kind of your mindset throughout this tough stretch of your season of obviously losing against Cornell and now losing against Western Michigan is that kind of your team's mindset yeah it's one of those things where you know, it hasn't happened to us at North Dakota uh, very much. Um, my time here, we've never even lost two games in a row, let alone four. So it's, um, you know, it's been something different for us. But uh, sticking together, uh, believing in our group, believing in our process and what we do, you know, it's given us success in the past years. Um, just sticking to that is what's going to get us out of it. Now, how would you evaluate your team's performance overall this season? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, we've had a couple of rough patches, but, you know, with 14 incoming players, um, just kind of getting a feel for each other, how everyone plays, the chemistry. Uh, pretty happy with how we've played. Um, obviously, we're still working on some stuff going into the second half of the season here. But, um, you know, this is a group I'm pretty excited about. I think uh, we have a really good shot. And um, once we get out of this rough patch, I think um, we'll be good to go. Yeah, just talk about some of the new players in the team and how have you tried to help their transition in college hockey. But I've also noticed you guys have some transfers on the team as well, how they kind of implemented themselves into North Dakota hockey. Yeah, so we have 14 incoming players. Um, the transfers, all the transfers we got were leaders on their their past teams. Um, so Connor Ford, Brady Ferner, um, Driscoll, and um, Ashton Calder. They're all, you know, big parts of past teams they were on. So for them – 
transitioning. It was more just transitioning leagues into the NCHC. Um, you know, their their leaders on our team, Connor Ford, just got um, an A put on his jersey this week. Um, we're all really excited about that. But, you know, they're all really great people, and they kind of knew what they were doing um, off the hop. Uh, the freshmen, they've all been great as well. Uh, we kind of got a mix of, you know, guys that aged out in juniors and guys that, um, you know, are true freshmen. And they're all, you know, kind of finding their groove and uh, just trying to help those guys out like um, the upperclassmen did when I came in. And for our class, they were all so great. Um, just kind of using what I learned from them to try to pass it on to these guys. Uh, it's been great. And you talk about transitioning into the NCHC. What was that? What talk about playing in the NCHC and just the competition you face every night? Just because it's arguably the best conference in college hockey if you look at the standings, top from bottom. Yeah, the NCHC. It's um, you know it's unforgiving. You know, a couple of uh, mistakes and you know you lose a game. Saw it this weekend. Um, you know, there's not a lot of margin for error in our league, um, and every weekend you know it doesn't get any easier. You know, we come back with St. Cloud next weekend. Um, another hard, heavy team. A lot of bumps and bruises coming out of a weekend like this uh, in Western. You know, the hard glass and really fast, heavy team that they got there. So, yeah, it's, it's something where you can't take a weekend off in the NCHC. Really, any team can come and, you know, put up a good fight. Um, so, it's the mental battle of it all. You know, everyone talks about the physical battle, obviously. Um, it's a really good league, lots of bumps and bruises. But uh, the mental battle especially for us going through this patch. Um, something we really need to focus on and just be mentally prepared every single weekend to play your best. Yeah, I know you see it all the time because I was watching a game versus Colorado College versus another team. And Colorado College, when you look at it from an outsider perspective, the record might not be that great, but they're still a really strong hockey team. And you're seeing some of the recruits that they're getting in their team as well. So even some of the bottom, I guess, teams in the stings are still – could be anyone in any team in the country and just shows you how strong the conference is. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can't take any you know, game for granted. We played Colorado college going into Christmas break and um, you know, we, we barely squeaked by with two wins there in their barn. Uh, and you know, it's, it's something where, like I said, mentally you got to be sharp every weekend. Otherwise, you know, it'll come back to get you. Now, what's their new rink like? I saw this. I've been watching some of their games on TV. It looks super nice. Um, I just want to know from your perspective what it was like playing in it. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great, um, especially compared to their last rink. Uh, we played there kind of during the pandemic, so there was no fans. Um, and the ice sheet was huge. So it felt like you were skating just on a lake, and then there was no fans. The atmosphere was pretty dead, obviously, with – no one there, but their new rink, it, it's awesome. Uh, their stands are pretty steep. I don't know if you've ever been Quinnipiac's rink, um, but it's it's kind of has that feel where it's the steep stands kind of feels like the fans are just over top of you. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really like the atmosphere in that rink. Now you obviously get in, to play in the Ralph Engstad Arena. Now I've never been there before, but everyone that I've talked to says it's one of the best arenas in college hockey. The atmosphere is incredible. And I can attest to that a little bit because when I went to the Frozen Four back in 2015, there were more North Dakota fans at the game than BU fans, and the game was in Boston. So what's it like as a player to play in that atmosphere, and how do you kind of handle that as well, especially as a freshman, just because I feel like there's just so much to take in? Yeah, there's kind of two parts to the, you know, playing at North Dakota um, as far as our fan base Um you know, our fan base is incredible. They travel well, just like you were saying. Um, 
you know, the past few hockey hall of fame games going to Las Vegas, Nashville, and then Vegas again next year, we've, we've had really good crowds and I know we're expecting good crowds. Uh, they just, they just travel really well. It feels like we never really have an away game um, besides, you know, like games like this weekend where half of the student section or half of the rank is student section uh, at Lawson. But, uh, and then the Ralph, it's absolutely beautiful. We're so fortunate to be able to play in the Ralph Engelstead arena and just what Ralph and Ralph Engelstead foundation has done for us, um, you know, with the scholarships, the, you know, all their donations, they're donating for, you know, improvements to our rank constantly. Um, it's, I, I'm still amazed when I walk in, I've been here for three years and I'll walk in and just kind of look up or look at the facilities we have. And it's, it's nothing short of incredible. Um, so yeah, we're pretty lucky to have both our fan base and the Ralph Engelstead arena for sure. Now this year you get to play non-conference games. What's that been like since you didn't get to do that last year once the tournament began, obviously. Yeah. Kind of like we were talking about earlier with NCHC, you kind of know what um, to expect because a lot of teams, the NCHC play pretty similar. Um, and then you go to non-conference, it's a little bit different. So you know, when we go play non-conference teams, like when we play Quinnipiac, they play a little bit different style of what we're used to. Um, so really it's just focusing on what we do and how we can be better. And, um, you know, we believe here in North Dakota, if we play the way we want to in our structure, in our game, we're going to win games. Um, so that's really what we focus on going into any weekend, but especially the non-conference weekends. Yeah, and you beat Quinnipiac on the road this year. How important was that win, especially going out there and beating the number one team in the country? Um, I know I don't know if they were number one at the time, but uh, they're still one of the best teams in the country right now. Yeah, they're obviously a really good team. And uh, Friday night it was tough. We uh, we had a tough loss. We felt like we could have played a lot better, and you know feel like we could have swept that weekend. But um, yeah, they're they're a really good team. And winning that Saturday game, um, a couple of guys were a little banged up. So coming back from that, just going through some adversity uh, was pretty special for our team. It's a weekend we've looked back on a couple of times just to be like, hey, you know, Friday night didn't go as planned, but, um, you know, Saturday we come back. You know, nobody ever questions our effort, but, um, you know, to come back in a, in a weekend like that against a really high-end team was, was good for us to look back on. Now, last year your team made the tournament. So in your view, has the team improved since last season, especially with, all the new players that have come into the team. And I guess in your opinion, what do you think needs the most improvement for your team in your perspective? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've had some really good teams here since I've been here. This is the third really, you know, high end team that I feel like we've been on, especially the last two years with the Kawaguchi's, Kiersteds, Pintos, uh, JBD, Cole Smith, Pullman, all those guys. We've had some really good players and fortunate enough to learn from them. Um, had some really, you know, a lot of success with those teams, not as many losses as we have this year already, but, um, you know, this team is good too. And you see a lot of the same, uh, habits and, you know, different things on this team this year. And I think honestly for us this year to make to the tournament and do well, it's, it's all going to be mentality. Uh, we, we have what it takes physically. Um, we're all really good players on our team. We just need to, you know, keep our heads in check and, and make sure we're ready to bring her all every weekend. Now, speaking of improvements, what do you think you've improved on the most so far this season? I think for me, honestly, it's all little improvements at this stage in, in careers. It's, you know, everyone has skating coaches. Everyone 
you know, has access to really good coaches uh, in the summers and stuff, uh, weightlifting. Uh, I feel like I've been at a good weight for the past few years here. And, you know, my, my size has been where I want it to be. So for me, I think just stepping into a leadership role this year and um, trying to embrace that and trying to lead others, bring everyone up and, um, you know, lead by example on the ice and trying to be a go-to guy has been a big improvement for me this year. Yeah, you're more of a lead-by-example type of player because I know some guys are more vocal leaders on the team rather than be um, lead-by-example. Or some guys try to implement both, I guess, for their leadership style. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know, it's kind of a mix, but you know, I, I firmly believe you can say whatever you want, but if you're not out there doing it, it doesn't really mean much and it actually can you know, it seems hypocritical if, if I'm sitting barking at my team in, in the locker room and then I'm going out there playing half-ass shifts. So, um, you know, to me, if, if you're showing the guys in your team, your, your brothers on the team, um, you know, what to do on the ice, people will follow and that creates momentum for the team. Now, one highlight for your team, another highlight for your team this year was when your team swept Denver. Um, it was one of my favorite weekend series to watch uh, for your team this year. Just talk about that sweep and how important it was just because Denver is another top team in your conference and in the country as well. And that sweep, sweep must have felt good for your team, um, building up momentum for the first half. Yeah. Um, so when we played Denver, they were going through a bit of a rough patch there. Um, and they, I don't think they've lost since we swept them. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, we look at that and we're like, you know, we know we can beat really good teams. And then it's encouraging for us to like, you know, we can get out of this rough patch and go on a stretch here. We, we don't have to get into this habit of losing, you know, we, we can turn the page here and get back to what we know and get back to winning games. So yeah, obviously that weekend was huge. Um, you know, but now we're looking forward and, um, you know, just focus on the games we need to win down the stretch here. Now you get to be coached by Coach Brad Barry. Uh, what's it like being coached by him? And what have you learned under him so far for your three years at North Dakota just because he's one of the most respected head coaches in college hockey? Yeah, he's incredible. Um, you know, he brought me in. Uh, he, he's been one of the – he has what I think is a perfect mix of, you know, really good hockey knowledge but a really good motivator, really good coach. He, you know, holds you accountable. Um, you know, and sometimes you see just one or the other with coaches. It's like they really know their hockey or they're really good at motivating, but, you know, Brad Berry's found a way, and that's why he's had so much, so much success as a coach is uh, he knows how to put both together. Um, and, you know, the whole coaching staff, they're all like that. They're all great. Uh, Carl Guerin, uh, he was a first-year coach when I came in, and, you know, he's been great. He's been a defenseman coach and our power play coach. So being able to work with him has been incredible. And then coach Dane Jackson, he's been great too. Um, talk about an absolute motivator. He's, he's great. He really gets the guys going. Um, and yeah, we're really fortunate to have the coaching staff we do here. At Florida. Now you get to also play with Jake Sanderson, who's obviously heading off to the Olympics um, very soon. Uh, what's it like to be his teammate and what have you learned under him so far as a defenseman, just because he's one of the best NHL prospects uh, in regards for defensemen. Yeah, Jake is an incredible player. Um, when he came in as a freshman, um, we we were friends right away, and being able to play with him has, has been great. It's it's funny, he's a couple years younger than me, and I feel like I learn from him every time I step on the ice with him. Um, but yeah, he, he's a competitor. He, you know, he skates really well. He has all the tools he needs to be a really good hockey player. Um, 
and yeah, just getting to watch him. Honestly, it's been been like that all three years I've been here. I played with Kirstead my freshman year. He's playing the NHL now with the Panthers, and you know, just being able to step on the ice with those guys, not even just on the weekends, but every day in practice, seeing their habits, seeing what they do, uh, is really good for everyone on the team, not just me. So. Now, another player I want to ask you about is one of your freshmen, Brent Johnson, just because I've been really impressed by his game um, this year, especially watching him against Denver and last uh, a couple of days ago against Western Michigan. Uh, talk about what it's like being his teammate and what have you noticed from him as a young um, defenseman? Yeah, he's a good player. Good, um, you know, we knew coming in that we were getting a highly skilled defenseman and um, he had a bit of a tough summer with um, some – injury issues but um yeah he he's still just finding a stride and he's uh he's doing well he's um you know it's never easy being a freshman at north dakota just with very competitive lineups but you know he's finding a way to you know keep his head in check that's the biggest thing i'd say as a freshman and he he knows that he can play with anyone um you know he's a highly skilled player and he's putting some weight on and uh yeah really excited for his future now, I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career. So you're from Minnesota. Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, I I grew up in uh, Mordman, so it's just an hour south here of Grand Forks. So that's been nice just being close to family. But, uh, yeah, I kind of grew up in a hockey family. My two aunts on my dad's side, they're both um, professional figure skating coaches. Then my dad and my uncle, my uncle Ryan, play hockey with Matt Collins, St. Cloud State all the way up. And my dad was just a couple years older than them. They, uh, they all played through Moorhead. So there was obviously a lot of hockey on that side of my family, my mom's side, not so much. Um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, growing up in Moorhead has been great for me. Um, you know, it's, it's a great place to learn how to love the game and, uh, playing somewhere where, you know, my family, they, they all stuck around in Moorhead because Moorhead's a pretty special place. And, um, it's been fun for me to, you know, go through Moorhead and then see that, you know, all these families keep coming back because Moorhead's just a really cool place to, like I said, learn to love the game and, um, you know, start to nurture your hockey career. So, yeah. And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone in the NHL or was it one of the Moorhead hockey players you grew up watching? Just because talking to other players from Minnesota, it's just crazy how big the high school hockey scene is over there. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because it's like, Growing up, obviously, I'd watch some NHL, but more than anything, I'd watch the Spuds, uh, my hometown team. So it was usually someone on that team that I'd look up to, or even, you know, if I was watching NHL, I'd always try to watch Matt Cullen from Moorhead. Um, he's not even a defenseman, but just watching him and, you know, other successful players from Moorhead, it, it, it means more to me just knowing we have that connection of being from the same place. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I – really had anyone I really looked up to besides the, you know, people from Moorhead. Yeah, no, Matt Cullen was a great underrated player. He did all the little things right. He wasn't like a superstar per se, but he always found a way to make the lineup and did all the little things right. And that's why he had such a successful and long NHL career. He's definitely someone like I feel like a lot of hockey players should model their game after. If you work hard and if you do the right things, you can have a long career in pro hockey, which I think is pretty cool. And I think he kind of exemplified that a lot. Yeah, he's a great guy, works really hard. And, um, you know, like you said, the little things, if, if you needed a face-off win, you know, you saw it in the Stanley Cup playoffs whenever he was in it. If you needed a face-off win, you put Matt Cullen on the ice. Um, he just does all the little things. Penalty kills, you put Matt Cullen on the ice first. Um, 
And that's why he's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, you know, Hall of Fame career being, you know, a good role-playing guy. And, um, you know, that's what everyone at Moorhead really looks up to him. Now, you played high school hockey with Moorhead. Uh, talk about your high school hockey experience and, I guess, what was it like uh, playing in the Minnesota high school hockey scene just because being from the East Coast, it's kind of hard to understand what, how big the hockey scene is in Minnesota if you're not from it. Yeah, it's it's pretty special. Um, you know, I, I think back, I played my sophomore and junior year at Moorhead, and um, my sophomore year we ended up going to the state finals. And um, – we played against Grand Rapids, which is another team that's uh, Gavin Hayne on our team right now. Played against him in the state finals, and we ended up on the wrong side of that game. But uh, you know, just looking at the, we were in the XL Energy Center. There's 18,000 fans. It was a packed rank with all orange. Like it's, and, and this is for a high school game. Like I was, I think I had just got my driver's license, so it's like people are all there watching this, and you know, we're all high school kids. It's just pretty special. And growing up with. Um, all your friends, you know, these are people I've played with since I was, you know, five, six years old, just like on the pond and stuff. So, um, you know, there's nothing quite like Minnesota high school hockey, just from the fact that you're playing with people that you've grown up with. And then there's just so much hype around it. Like you go to the state tournament and, you know, it's a dream come true. Like we, I, I know playing like knee hockey or mini six, whatever you call it. Yeah, you always, when you're younger, you make like scenarios like, oh, it's overtime. Like, I'm going to be this team, someone else be this team. Like, we never talk about Stanley Cup finals. You talk about Minnesota State Championship. Like, that's everyone's dream is to win that. Um, Obviously, everyone wants to win a Stanley Cup too. But growing up, like I said, you looked up to the players that were playing on your varsity team in your hometown, not necessarily people in the NHL. So it's a cool thing. It's hard to understand, I'm sure, if you're not part of it. But it's pretty special. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, it looks super fun to be uh, just watching it from a screen and everyone's told me I have to go out there sometime and see what it's like. Uh, uh, what's the all hockey hair team. I think that's pretty cool. That's something that I think makes it unique as well. Yeah. I never made that. That's for sure. But uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just a funny thing. I, I forget the guy's name who ever started it, but yeah, just kind of, you know, commentates and um, zooms in on people and, you know, just comes up with the funny stories about their hair, and it, it's a good time. I, there's actually a player, Griffin Ness, on our team this year. He's also from Minnesota. Why is that a guy? And he made the all-hockey hair team. So, nice. Yeah. Now, does Gavin ever talk to you about that state final, or does he not want to mention it to you at all during the locker room time? Uh, we've talked about it a few times, but, um, yeah, there's obviously no hard feelings there now that we're competing with each other instead of against each other. But uh, I've, I've seen his ring – I, I've seen his jerseys and stuff hanging up in his house. So, um, yeah, it, it's nothing we're, we're too mad at each other about anymore. But, uh, yeah, he, he's throwing a couple of jabs in there every once in a while. Now, you played in the USHL after high school hockey for the Green Bay Gamblers and the Fargo Force. Um, How did you get the opportunity to go to the USHL and play there? Yeah, so the the Futures draft for the USHL is – I forget what age it is. It's around – like my sophomore year of high school and I got drafted by green Bay. Um, and it was something where my junior year of high school, they wanted me to play a little bit of, uh, or some games after my season. So I went there and I played, I think like 10, 15 games, something like that. Uh, just kind of see how, how I played there. And, um, they liked how I played and ended up being a situation where 
my senior year, I decided it was best for me to go play there. Um, so I went and played there, um, had a good time there. We, we had some rough stretches as a team, um, as far as wins and losses, but, um, yeah, then eventually once I knew I was coming into North Dakota, um, they, we weren't going to make the playoffs in Green Bay. So they traded me to a team that was going to make playoffs to help them with their playoff run. That happened to be Fargo Force, which is my hometown. So that was pretty cool being able to, you know, live in my hometown or all my friends, but also be playing junior hockey, which I felt was best for me in my career. Um, and it was just a good stepping stone going into college hockey, especially, you know, North Dakota, um, you know, playing hard competition every weekend in the USHL. It was, you know, it was much like that there too. So, What's the best memory you have in the USHL? When I think about my time in the USHL, it's not even – it's funny because it's it's your first step out of like high school living with your not living with your family anymore and you're living with you know the guys so when I think about the USHL I think my favorite memories are just being with the guys and um, you know doing different stuff with them and just hanging out and there's a lot of funny memories that you make kind of your first bit of freedom to you know do what you want and you know, you really rely on those guys in your team. Um, you know, you're away from your families the first time. So guys getting homesick and, and that's your family once you go there for junior. So I think just being around the guys and just some different stories and memories there. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is like the rookie rap battles that we had on the bus ride home from one of our long trips. You know, just little stuff like that, that you remember. Now you're seeing how the USHL was a good stepping point for you heading into North Dakota. So how did the USHL help prepare you for college hockey? Yeah, especially once I got to Fargo, um, their style of play was, is like the exact same as North Dakota. Um, and it almost seemed like it was like as design just because they're, they're so close to each other. Fargo is so close to UND and there's a couple of co- our coaches, Kerry Eads, uh, Lamaru they were coaches at UND. So they kind of just brought that down there and uh, into Fargo and um, yeah, just being able to learn systems from them and then pretty much just doing the same systems at North Dakota. Um, it, it worked really well for me. Um, obviously going into college hockey, I was, I've always been like a, I, I'm like five eleven, but I've been a bit of a stronger kid. Um, so in the USHL, I felt like I was, you know, one of the stronger guys, but once you get into college hockey, pretty much everyone was like the exact same size as me, if not bigger. So um, I think that was the biggest thing um, to get used to is I'm not the strongest guy out there anymore. It's, you know, everyone's kind of like myself. Uh, Everyone works on their bodies quite a bit. So, Uh, but yeah, being the USHL, having that opportunity to grow and play in that system was good. Now, what was your recruitment process like with North Dakota? Like what made you want to go there versus other schools um, that you might've looked at? Sorry. Um, yeah. So my recruitment process started pretty early in my career. I think, you know, ever since Bantams, like before high school hockey, I was talking to some college teams and uh, I always kind of knew I wanted to stay around the area. Um, not even necessarily the NCHC, but just, around Minnesota in the Midwest. Uh, and, you know, I had it narrowed down to a handful of schools, but see, after seeing North Dakota and talking to the coaching staff, it was kind of just a no brainer, like seeing the facilities here, they're, they're the best in college hockey. There's nothing close. Um, 
And then the coaching staff just so down to earth. And, you know, this is actually the only coaching staff that recruited me that's all still intact. Like all the other coaching staffs I talked to, they're in different places now. So I'm really happy with my decision uh, and, and sticking with North Dakota here because um, this coaching staff is the one that Bradbury's the one who recruited me. So um, being able to play my career here with him has been great. Now talk about your freshman year with North Dakota. You obviously talked about how you made, had to make some adjustments playing against guys that were bigger than you. Um, but overall, how did your freshman year go? And um, just talk about that um, year and season for you personally. Yeah, my freshman season uh, was great. Every year here has been great, just learning experiences. But you know, I think the biggest thing is I, I just felt like I was just a sponge coming in here, just wanting to learn from everyone. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I played with Matt Kirstead my freshman year. And uh, just being able to learn from him and be partners with him um, and other defensemen on the team, you know, all of them were really good. We had Colton Pullman, Jacob Bernard Docker was on the team at that time as well. Uh, being able to watch those guys in practice and um, see them competing games, uh, just being a sponge there and learning from them, picking up on the little things was my biggest thing my freshman year. And I think my freshman year is probably the most learning I've done in my hockey career or within a season. Um, so yeah, very, very um, fortunate to have the freshman year I did. Is it crazy to look back on it now and just see how many guys are in the NHL? Like you mentioned, Kierstead's with the Panthers, uh, Weatherby's with the Sharks, Pinto and JBD are with Ottawa. Is it kind of crazy to look back and just look at like how crazy, like how all those guys are now playing pro hockey? Yeah, it's, it is crazy. Like um, I always talk about Pinto like Pinto is one of my best friends on the team. We came in together. We were roommates in the summer, our freshman summer, and then uh, roommates all through the year. Uh, we all lived in kind of a sweet dorm area. There was four of us, but um, yeah, to see him, you know, have success at the NHL level. And, um, you know, this is a guy that I played ping pong against every day, pretty much, or, you know, shot pucks with them and hanging out with them at the dorm room. But uh, yeah, seeing them succeed like that has been incredible. Very happy for them. All of them very deserving too. Um, You know, it's kind of a common theme. Everyone that comes here in North Dakota, we have a lot of hardworking, good character guys. And, um, you know, watching them succeed, um, you know, you're just really happy for them. Now your team uh, last year had to deal with some challenges just because uh, you had to play hockey in the middle of the pandemic, obviously. So my question is, what challenges did your team face and how did you kind of overcome some of those challenges with the inconsistent schedule, but also having to play in the, the, play the season a little bit later than normal and then having to start it off in that like bubble um, in Omaha? Yeah, the, the pod in Omaha was actually, it was a lot of fun. Um, just we basically just lived in a hotel for a month. We all had our own rooms, but had a common area where we could kind of hang out and games every other day it wasn't a lot of practice um it was fun it was a good bonding experience um but i think the whole thing that we learned really from the pandemic is that you know there's a lot of things not just in hockey but in life that you can't control um and focusing on the things that you can control it's just much better for your mental health and just the way you think um you know it there's good exercises out there you hear about them all the time it's like any situation if you're stressed out about, you know, write down the things you can control, write down the things you can't control, then cross all the things you can't control, just focus on things you can control. Um, and that's kind of, you know, gone into this year too. It's like, and just the way that I think about the game, think about life. It's like, 
you can't control everything, no matter how, how hard you try, like things are going to happen. You know, nobody really saw COVID coming when it did, you know, obviously there's struggles and we even just a couple weeks ago had some COVID struggles. So uh, you never know when it's going to hit, but um, yeah, just focusing on what you can control is the biggest thing. Yeah, I know everyone for this season, like you didn't think COVID was going to have too much of an impact. And then obviously when Christmas time rolls around, um, it seems like it became like a huge impact for a lot of teams, especially um, teams that you played against, because I feel like a few of your, um, a couple of your series got postponed because of it. Yeah, we had um, the series a couple of weekends ago um, against Omaha got postponed. Thankfully we got them all rescheduled. So that's been good. But um, yeah, it's uh, kind of hit everyone at the same time, which was actually really good for rescheduling purposes. Like, we're all we're going to get to play our full season still, um, so that's the biggest thing. Now your team made the tournament last year. I'll talk about the experience that your team had um, in the tournament, especially since you got to play it in North Dakota, which seems pretty cool. Yeah, we got to play in Fargo, so where I play juniors, that's my hometown too. So that was pretty special um, getting to play in the tournament there, um, and it's it is a cool experience. It's not just your conference that you're playing against, you're playing non-conference teams. I know we had AIC first and um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It, that's when everything, you know, that's what everyone looks forward to in any hockey season, wherever you're playing. Um, the feeling of knowing like you got to win this game or you're done. Um, it, it's fun. It's what you look forward to. It's, it's adrenaline. You know, there's a lot of excitement around it. And, um, yeah, getting to compete with the people you've worked with for a full year to that point, uh, it's pretty special. And, um, yeah, it was fun to be in North Dakota, too. Obviously, talking earlier about how our fans travel so well, well, especially when it's just an hour away. Uh, it seemed like it was all it was all UND fans there. So, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience being so close. And, uh, yeah, one well, we won't forget for sure. Now, you played in a five-overtime game against Minnesota Duluth. Um, how what was it like playing in that long of a game? Because as a fan watching it, if I just remember it was like at nine o'clock the game started in the East Coast, and it was like two in the morning when the game finished, and it's just crazy. Like I don't know as, as a player, how do you like handle playing that long of a game? Yeah, I've never played in a game with so many ups and downs. Um, as you said, you watch the game, so obviously we were down two nothing with just a few minutes left in the game. We ended up scoring two empty net goals force overtime they score in the first overtime that gets called back for an offsides so we're all sitting there basically crying on the bench and then we're like oh my gosh like we got to go play a shift now again so it's like it seemed like the overtime periods would go by pretty fast um i don't know how it seemed for the fans probably not the same but uh it it, it kind of seemed like if you didn't score in the first couple of minutes of the overtime and it was just pinball back and forth. Like nobody was wanting to mess up. So, you know, defense were just throwing it back and forth to each other. Um, but, you know, we focus so much on preparing for games and you get that late in the game. It's like everything goes out the window almost. It's like we get in the locker room and they catered in like Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Like people are drinking Coke and stuff. Cause like, you just need to replenish like, I think there, there's people that burned like 5,000 calories just in that game and people getting IVs and stuff. Um, it, it was pretty cool. There's kind of a mutual respect, obviously with the heat rivalry, we were playing Duluth. Um, one of, uh, you know, the biggest rivalries we have here in the NCHC. 
And uh, there's there's almost just a mutual respect on the ice. It was like no one was playing cheap. Um, there was no really penalties taken. It's not like there was many missed calls in overtimes. Um, you almost got to tip your hat to him. Like it's like no one was going to be mad at Duluth after that game. Like it was something that we were part of together, and it was pretty special. Something we'll look back on the rest of our lives and just remember like we played in a five overtime game. It was it's pretty cool. It sucks to come out on the wrong side of it, but um, yeah, something we'll never forget. Yeah, no, I just – what I remember from that game was just a chance in one end and a chance in the other end, and it just happened for like four hours, which was pretty crazy, but it was a fun game to watch. How did you um, handle that loss after it happened? Because I feel like after playing that long of a game and that competitive of a game, it must hurt a lot um, to come out on the wrong end of it. Yeah, it was devastating. Um, I think the biggest thing um, is not like – just hating that we lost and like seeing Duluth move on. But for us, it's knowing that you're never going to play with that group of guys again. Um, you know, for myself, like, you know, like the guys that are probably going to sign and the seniors that are gone. Um, like I was saying, like Pinto is one of my best friends, knowing that he's probably going to be leaving. Um, JB's other guys that signed early and um, the seniors that were a big part of my first two years there that I'd become pretty good friends with just knowing that I'll never play with them again at North Dakota. Um, it was heartbreaking for sure. But, um, you know, we, the biggest thing in those games is being able to look in the mirror after and be like, I gave everything I could. And I think you can say that for everyone on that team is that we were all able to look in the mirror and say, you know, we, we did everything we could. We worked as hard as we could. It just, you know, wasn't in our favor tonight. And when you talk about the respect thing between you and Duluth, I don't know if you remember this from the game, but after the goal was scored, one of the Duluth players went up to your goaltender and like gave him a pat on the back, just showed you how, like, even though your two teams are big rivals, it shows you the respect that both your teams have. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't see that in any other Duluth UND game. That's for sure. But it was getting to a point where it was almost like, like I remember a couple of times, like getting taps on the shin pads, like from, Duluth players and stuff like in between whistles and just like looking at each other like this is crazy <laughs> like fourth OT here going into fifth and um yeah I think everyone was just you know it was a cool experience and for everyone like like I said it's it's going to be part of history there and um you know being part of that with um the people all the guys that I've played with for a few years and then just even the opposing team. Like if I saw someone from the opposing team, we'd probably talk about it too. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. First sure. question to you is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, um, who would it be and why? Uh, dead or alive or either, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh gosh. If I could have lunch with anyone in the world, I think I'd say – Maybe like Elon Musk, just to get like a read on him. Like I see interviews with him. And he's just a, <laughs> he's a little bit socially awkward, but he's just doing incredible things. It'd just be funny to get a read on him and see what he's like. Now, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Um, I think maybe like Tom Cruise, mm -hmm. kind of a stud top gun. I think it'd be good to play myself. What music uh, do you like to listen to, whether it's before a game or just on a general basis? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just all over the place with music. Um, but if I'm just, you know, leisure listening, um, like if I'm going to listen to music today, just throw something on the speaker in my room, it's going to be country music. Um, just being from the Midwest here, it's kind of the norm. Um, before games, whoever's on Ox, I'll, I'll listen to anything. I, you know, anything will get me fired up. So, uh, yeah, I'm not too picky with music. Now, who is the funniest teammate you have at UND? The funniest teammate? Oh my gosh, that's it's tough because we have a lot of funny teammates all in their own way. Um, I think like like a dumb funny guy, like a guy that you, you kind of laugh at, but you, you almost question if he's doing it on purpose. Is Luke Bast? He's pretty funny. Um, but I, I mean, I laugh pretty much everyone on our team every day. It's a pretty tight group. One of my roommates, Carson Albrecht, he's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, there's a lot of funny guys in this team. If you could choose one teammate to cook a meal for you, which teammate would you pick? Cook a meal for me, Connor Ford. Um, one of our transfers, he actually just lives across the hall from me here. But, uh, yeah, he, he's a good cook. He, he'll cook stuff for himself. Um, he's had some pretty good meals that he's made for himself, his girlfriend, his roommates. Um, yeah, definitely him. Who has the best style on the team besides yourself? Oh, man. I think probably I'd have to go with our Swedish goalie, Jacob Helsen. Uh, those uh, Europeans, they have good style. And then final non-hockey question, what is your guilty pleasure song? Guilty pleasure song. Um, honestly, I'd say like, like if Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus came on, like I'm not gonna change it. I, that song's pretty good. Um, I don't know, maybe some Bruno Mars songs. There's a few of them that you know. I, I'm just a music fan. Like I'm not gonna. If yeah. it's good, I can appreciate it. You know, like I, I don't care what it is. I'll appreciate the music. So uh, yeah, I, I'm not one to skip songs. I'll just I'll I'll go through them. I'll listen to them. So. Yeah, well, I was looking through the North Dakota Hockey Twitter feed, and they were showing a video of your team walking out for warm-ups and last Friday night by Katy Perry was playing. And I just remember, like, that was a good song back in the day. So that's probably mine. I think that's a really good song to listen to. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Now, back to some hockey questions now. First one is, what advice would you give a younger player that's trying to pursue a college hockey career? Yeah, to a young hockey player, um, consistency is key. Um, your habits day in and day out um, kind of determine what kind of player, what kind of person and anything you do in life. Uh, I don't care what it is. Um, you know, just focusing on getting a little bit better each day and staying consistent. It, it adds up over time and it's exponential. Um, you'll see it. And it, the same goes for the other way. If you get into bad habits, you know, and you're doing those bad habits consistently, it's uh, before you know it, uh, it's going to turn into something that you never wanted for yourself. So uh, I think consistency, getting the right habits and just focus on getting a little bit better each day is uh, the biggest thing. Now, do you have any shout outs you want to give to your teammates, former teammates, friends, family members, anyone in particular that I might've not mentioned in the interview, uh, feel free to shout them out now. Uh, maybe my mom, I guess. Hi mom. <laughs> she listens to this. We'll see. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, uh, Ethan, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. I wish you nothing but the best for the rest of the season, and I hope to see you in Boston in April. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye.